This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm for the Kayfabe Report. Hey, if you guys haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that's sweet that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership whatsoever. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use it all the time here on the Cave Fair Report. It's been a great, helpful tool and a great host for the podcast. And I love the sponsorship every week. If you'd like to use Anchor.fm, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. That is the Anchor app at Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. Or go to anchor.fm on your browser. Now, to the show. What's up, guys? It's Cody Wilson here from the KFA Report. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how somebody on the 2K video game went and hit the randomization button on a bunch of matches. Uh, Tyson Fury issues an open challenge to a current champion. Speculation on Heyman, Reigns, and AJ Styles all being drafted to opposite brands. And why... We're going to be talking about payback during the podcast as it's happening. Uh, that, more, and the SummerSlam review this week on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks me for that awesome intro. Hey, Steve, how you doing? How was your week? Yeah, I can't complain much. I feel like that's going to be a shirt. Can't complain much. That's that, that's the quote. <laughs> that probably already is a shirt, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Ooh, that's an that's interesting. Um. What? I'll talk about it in a second. So, what the hell was SummerSlam? Like gee, oh, just, how, uh, we how we go from really really short matches to a match that should not have been as long as it was to at the end a fairly odd parent song coming to life with shiny teeth and me. That is fairly accurate. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is like exactly how that should have went. Uh, we will review SummerSlam later in the podcast, but right now we're going to be talking about a few news stories going on in the WWE or the world of professional wrestling, period. Um, currently, NXT is airing encores on Sci-Fi. Really? Yes, they're airing uh, encores on the Sci-Fi channel uh, due to NXT being on Tuesday for the next two weeks. Hmm. All yeah. due to NHL playoffs, which, that sucks. Right, but I can't wait for that match this Tuesday. Yeah, we will talk about that after the news. Because that's, that's what I was alluding to when somebody hit the 2K randomization button. Um, <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, that's, that's, it's interesting that they're going to be doing that. I think they're probably going to do that from now on. Uh, just because, because that it, it might help with ratings and everything. Yeah, true. Um. Also, Tyson Fury is in the news. There's an official challenge to WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. 
quote? I'm already have the gif. Come and the- fight the master. I already have a gif going in my head of a repeated claymore kick to Fury over and over and over. And oh, I'm over. okay with that. It's already going in my head. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Totally. Um, like he goes for a hook, claymore to the face, over. Oh, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, in a tweet earlier today, he tells McIntyre to grow a pair. Which, I don't know why. I'm thinking about people that I want to punch in the face. And the first one that springs to mind is a big fellow called Drew McIntyre. Now, Drew, you've had quite a things to say about me recently. I love to punch your face in, honestly. Right in the lips. So grow a pair, step up to the plate, and come and fight the master. Me. So this is an official challenge video to Drew McIntyre to the WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World. I do not want to see this. No, but unfortunately it's going to freak. It probably will happen, kind of like how Pat McAfee happened. Still upset about that. That's, that's if you want to, if you want to hear my entire fucking rant on that, go watch last week's episode. No, do watch um, the last four weeks. Yeah, the last four weeks has pretty much been fuck Pat McAfee, which will hopefully turn into a shirt because I will be okay with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's again with another outside athlete. He's an athlete, yes, but he's still an outside athlete. So it's like, why even have him part of the show? I could care less. Because, you know, we got to use him again like we did at Boom Moon. I mean, Braun Strowman. Because yeah. that over well last time. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so another uh, interesting news story is speculation on Heyman and Reigns and AJ Styles being drafted the opposite brand soon. It wouldn't surprise me because a shake-up like that needs to happen. Well, apparently there's going to be a draft in late October is what there's uh, rumored to be going on. Okay. Which I'm okay with because that's when the first draft happened last year. Yeah. Because October... Fifth or something was when they debuted on Fox and they had it on uh, they had it the week before on both brands I think that's something like that yeah um yeah so as it says here uh, they note that Styles or Reigns and Heyman may move brands once the rumored WWE draft occurs in the following months the Phenomenal One has made it clear on his Twitch streams that he no longer wants to work with Heyman and can be used as a top heel on the red brand for current WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Current reported plans had Styles feuding with Jeff Hardy and a newly returned Sami Zayn for Intercontinental Championship that has a title that Styles lost to Hardy only last week. Now, here's the issue. Heyman's now on SmackDown because he got released from his role as executive director of Raw. Which was stupid, but... but Which didn't make any sense because Vince on the conference call for the stockholders said, we were very pleased with Heyman, we just want to go a different way. No. Okay, if you liked his success so much, why why get rid of him? Right. Okay. 
So they do that, and AJ, if you haven't seen the Twitch stream clip, you people have clipped it. Holy hell, is it fire! Um, he goes off on Heyman. Does not like Heyman whatsoever. Do I understand that? No, because Heyman is a freaking genius when it comes to character building. I don't know why he didn't like. I don't know why he doesn't like Heyman, but that's his prerogative. Um, the whole fact that AJ Styles was on Raw until the episode after Money in the Bank to go to SmackDown and has only been on SmackDown for, what are we in now, almost September? Yeah. So June, July, August. He's only been on SmackDown three months and could possibly go back to Raw. To Raw. But you got to think about it. He's always, he's one of those guys that always bebops. Back and forth between shows each draft. Took it up in a scene. He got drafted to one brand that backed back to the brand in the same night. I'm not even touching that. That was so stupid. Oh, it was. But... Um, yeah. So, it is what it is, I guess. But, if they switch brands, so be it. I'm not going to be mad. I wouldn't mind seeing Smack AJ stay on SmackDown and have Reigns and the newly formed duo, which we will talk about later, on the SmackDown or on the Raw. But it it is what it is. The draft will definitely shake things up, which is definitely needed in this day and age. Yeah. Um, since we will not be doing a review of Payback, uh, I will go down a quick results list so far because we are currently recording during Payback. Uh, kickoff show had Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot versus the Iconics. Morgan and Riot win. Shocker there. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Lashley is the new United States champion. Dang it. I was hoping he wasn't going to win. Uh, Biggie for it. Okay, that was the one that should have happened at SummerSlam. Oh, my yeah. Opinion. yeah. My opinion. Um, Biggie versus Sheamus was a match. Uh, Biggie wins. Uh, do, 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 do. King Corbin versus Matt Riddle. No one cares. Matt Riddle wins. Uh, women's tag team title match. Not the team, the mixed match team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who were going after each other for weeks, are now a tag team versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, new women's tag team champions, Baszler and Jax. Wow. Let's give a belt to... I'm not going to go there. No, do it. You might as well. A belt to a lady that literally hurts people on an average basis. Well, she was a former Raw Women's Champion, so there's that. Uh, Out of all the people they could have dropped it to, they should have dropped it to somebody from NXT. Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the winner. That I'm happy with. Um, I'm okay with that. That I'm okay with. I mean, I wish they would have. Now, here, here's another real quick news story tidbit. Uh, the reason, and people were pissed off about this, the reason that his music was changed was... ...due to the licensing of CFO. They are trying to change everybody's music who had current CFO music because... 
CFO did a deal with WWE where they get 50% of royalties. So I have a feeling it had to do with money. Oh, yeah. So every time that song gets played, CFO gets 50% of the money that's generated by it. Um, The next match was Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy. Didn't we just see that on Raw? Pretty much, but let me guess the Mysterios one. Was that the one that got interrupted by Retribute? Uh, doesn't say yet. Um, at the moment, they are currently all down after Dominic baits Murphy into the corner, drops him with a tornado DDT. Rollins hits a single blade on Dominic. Ray flies off the top of the seat at Senton on Rollins, comes back with a backbreaker on Ray, and now they're all down. Okay. It is. It is a slug now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, probably by the end of the podcast, we will find out who the new champion is, since the WWE champion will not be defended on Payback this week, which is fine because he just defended it at SummerSlam. And last but not least, what was the one I wanted to say? It was, here it is. So here's where we're going to start with with the week of WWE. The potential reason why Paul Heyman was paired with Roman Reigns. The move was not just done to give Reigns more of a heel edge in his return, but as a reason to justify Heyman's large performer contract with the company. Reports are that Heyman was at one point under two contracts with WWE, one as an executive director for Raw, but went back to just one contract when he was relieved of that position. Heyman's contract is so big as a talent that WWE felt the the need to justify him being there by pairing him with one of their top acts in Reigns while Lesnar is gone. Has not been seen since WrestleMania 36 when Drew McIntyre beat Lesnar to become the champion. Now, who the fuck saw this coming? Everybody. Really? Because it took me by surprise. I mean, in a way, yes, but in a way, no. They got to do something with Heyman, and they got to do something with Reigns. I well, mean, I I know it's it. I don't know. It just didn't surprise me as much. I get the whole justify or um justify Heyman's contract. That makes sense. He hasn't been on TV for May, June, July, uh, four months, which has actually been the longest he's been off of television since he started being Heyman's manager or advocate, whatever you want to call it. Because there were times where he would be gone for months upon months upon months. Then it started becoming he was only gone every two months, every two, three months. Then it started becoming every month and a half he was gone. Then he was coming back, and then this and that and this and that and whatever. Now, here's my way of thinking. When Reigns came back, spoiler from for the SummerSlam review, when Reigns came back at SummerSlam and speared the Fiend and speared Strowman and beat the shit out of them with a chair, my first initial thought was they finally made him the badass baby face they needed him to be. That's my opinion. Everybody's like, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn. And I'm like, it okay. 
this justifying does not qualify as a heel turn. This qualifies as the badass babyface coming back for something that he never lost and never got a chance again to fight for. All because of COVID. Right. So, that's the way I looked at it. Now, with Heyman as his manager, now I see the heel turn. At first, it didn't look like a heel turn, but now it definitely looks like a heel turn. Yeah. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole Paul Hammond pairing? I think it's good. They needed to do something different with Roman, and this is it. They got people talking again. Do you think this is what they should have done at 31? Probably. 31 or 32? That I I don't know about that I thirty one earlier the better honestly. You're saying thirty one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I could see that. I mean, if they would have done that, like have that all whole switch, I'd be fine with it. Um. Yeah. With that happening, who do you see turning or st- either staying face or turning face? Do you see Strowman turning to the dark side and becoming a heel? And do you see Str- Bray going face or do you see Strowman staying face as the monster and going it, on with that? I think it really all depends because I've heard like some few different things that they might He's debuting a new Wyatt family soon, and that Strowman's a part of it again. And with this thing going on with Alexa Bliss bringing her in, and because she's in, Broncom wants to come in or something like along the lines. But who knows? Okay. Now, speaking of the Alexa. Alexa Bliss thing back down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, you kind of cut out for a little bit there. Oh, I said, um, what was the fuck? What the fuck was that segment on SmackDown? She's going like I've been saying a bit Harley Quinn. <sighs> I mean, I get you. I get you can say the whole Harley Quinn thing, but still, she's slowly losing her marbles because of the fiend. That's plainly obvious, and right? But but does that make her the heat? Does that make her a heel per se, or does that make her the justifiable baby face? The face that's brainwashed to become a heel type of like they're not really them type of thing. You'll see a lot of that crap in the video games. Right. Okay. So they're they're basically bringing a video game thing they would do in the career mode and you know, it's them but not really them. Okay, I can see that. I mean, here's the way I look at it. 
change the Bray Wyatt to a face, then that means Alexa Bliss would have to be a face. That means Braun Strowman would have to be a face. That means Roman Reigns would have to be a heel. That means now in the heel group, you have Reigns, Corbin, somewhat Chad Gable, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Cesaro. Am I missing anybody on SmackDown? Probably, but probably with some of those just randos. Right, Sheamus. Hmm, I I don't know. It's just weird, because if you make Bray face, that means the other two have to be faced, because if they're going to join him yeah. against Reigns, how the hell do you do that? You know what I mean? But the whole split personality thing, they can be both face and heel. I guess. Um... Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, but like you said about the video games, let's talk about how NXT just hit the randomization button on 2K20. In the best way possible. It's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to be a clusterfuck of all clusterfucks. It's going to be a good one, though. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, granted, it's those four, but again, I think it's going to be a clusterfuck. Um, oh, that, that's guaranteed, but it's... Oh, yeah. It's going to be something. If you did not watch NXT, what we were talking about is that, like we predicted last week, um, Karrion Cross fucked his shoulder. And by fucked his shoulder, I mean he tore and separated his AC joint. If you do not know where that is, or not, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. Um. If you don't know where that is, we have to look it up. It is on the top of your shoulder, in between the the top bone that connects your whole shoulder. It's its own separate ligament, and he separated it from his shoulder. He's out for a long time. Yeah. He vacates the title. In, In a great promo, by the way. I was very... I was pleasantly surprised about how good of a promo he did. Um... So William Regal announces for the next week's Super Tuesday episode of NXT due to the NHL playoffs that had to resume due to COVID. Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole, Bebe. Fatal four-way match to crown a new NXT champion. But there's one more thing. Yeah, there's... But wait, there's more. It will be a fatal four-way. A 60-minute Iron Man match. 60-minute Iron Man match. Which has never been done before with four people. So pretty much what they did was... Let's put the championship scramble in a match for 60 minutes... With no intervals, like the Royal Rumble. And whoever has the most uh, falls. Why? Why fuck this up more than it needs to be? I just hope they don't give it back to Cole. Um, I want Champ. I, I, I just hope they don't give it back to Adam Cole. Um... I want personally, I'd I wouldn't want Champa to win. Well, here's the thing: 
after this match, this will mark the third two-time NXT champion. Yeah. Do you know who the first two are? It is it is a very very small group of people, but two people you didn't would not have thought who would have been two time NXT champions. I didn't watch a lot of NXT in the beginning. Shinsuke Nakamura, one of them. Yes, he is. How? Just give me a hint. How early is the other one? It was in a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. Finn Balor? No, Samoa Joe. I forgot about Joe. Joe is a two-time NXT champion from defeating Finn Balor in a rare match on on a house show. I remember hearing about that, yeah. And then he won it back from Nakamura after losing or losing it to Nakamura. Which made no sense to me whatsoever. Right. And then Nakamura won it back and then lost it to Bobby Roode. Okay. So, and don't get me wrong. I love both men's work. I do. But now they are, they are on a short list of unimportant facts that nobody needs to know. And it's like, Uh, what the I, hell? I just know there's going to be a lot of high spots. It's it's going to be ridiculous, but at the same time, ridiculously cool to watch. So, here's my hot take. Adam Cole will not win this match. Oh, I don't think so either. I already see this happening. Yeah. Because that dumb motherfucker and I'm a Underline this right now. It is Pat McAfee rant time. Oh, Jesus Christ. The dumb motherfucker mentions the dot, the idiot. He mentions Pat McAfee saying, I got rid of Pat McAfee. Now I can focus on this. Well, guess who's going to lose in the finish? Adam Cole to interference of Pat motherfucking McAfee. Yeah, or Adam Cole's going to get punk kicked and basically be eliminated from the match. No, I here's what I see. I see with it being like a minute left, Adam Cole is trying desperately to get the winning pinfall. Hits his last shot, hits his Panama Sunrise. Pat McAfee comes in, punk kicks his punk kicks him in the head 45 yards. Um and either Tommaso Ciampa or Finn Balor picks up the win on Johnny Gargano. That, yeah, I, that's who I was hoping one of those two was going to win, honestly. Because I don't want to see a bland heel Johnny win with the title. No, because this, this gimmick, if you it up two times, and I already don't like it. I'd rather see a supportive babyface Johnny run with the title. Right. I'm okay with heel Balor. With a baby face Adam Cole chasing the title. Yeah. And I'm also okay with Champa getting his gold back that he never truly lost. Right. 
So it's like, what the hell are we going to do? Right. So now... We're going to have another match between Pat McAfee and Adam Cole at the TakeOver before WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm calling my shot now on that, too, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what's going to be great for you this time? They're probably um, going to make Matt. This will not be pretty. They'll go off for about five minutes. <laughs> They're probably going to make McAfee win and have it make it a trilogy fight. I'm I'm going to scream bloody murder. Yes, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen, right? I'm gonna if they if they let McAfee win the next encounter, I'm going to break my TV and put it on Facebook. Because you know that at that point they gotta make it a trilogy fight. No, they don't. Pat McAfee should have got his ass. And by the way, I want to say I think I'm the only person in the entire fandom of wrestling, who thought that match sucked? Everybody that I've seen or heard review that match said it was a brilliant match. How? I don't know. It just, just kind of was. No! It, it. I'm going to get off topic. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I just want to say, if you listened to last week's, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, we did F Mary Kill again at the end of the show. I said I'd fuck Adam or fuck Pat McAfee with a barbed wire baseball bat. I wouldn't kill him. I'd fuck him. I'd hate fuck him with in the skull with a barbed wire baseball bat. Sideways. No lube. No lube. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. But now they now that they made that match, now I I, I can kind of see the finish. With getting Adam Cole screwed and having him run for a babyface title run. I'm okay with that. But it has to be either Ciampa or Balor and go as a heel turn. They can't... They can't... Have... If if Johnny Gargano wins that fucking match... Don't get me wrong. I love Johnny Gargano. I love his yeah. line of work. I love... Him as a baby face. Bland heel Johnny Gargano with his ignorant bitch wife. No. Not happening. I can't I can't do it. I can't I I, I lose the yeah. realm of possibility. He just sucks at being a heel. Uh the segue into the opposite of that, the best person who knows how to be a heel is Randy fucking Orton. Yeah. He's a prick. He is a real life prick. I love him. He's he's my man. Um He faced Keith Lee on Raw for about five minutes, Drew McIntyre interferes, and then a three hundred plus pound man disappears in thin air. How Leave it to did the them. WWE fuck that up? His main run. debut sucked. He looked like a itty tidy tennis instructor or tennis beginner that's like, you know, in the Hamptons. Yeah. With that stupid little skirt on. I didn't understand what it was about. I don't understand why they're making him 
sound like Chris Jericho, but talk like a nerd. Greetings. Tations. I am Keith Lee. No, I want to see that badass promo you fucking pulled when Dominic Dijakovic fucking got his ass handed to him by Karrion Cross, and then the next week you fucking went after Karrion Cross in anger. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to see this greetings and salutations like I'm watching the Big Bang Theory. Because Vince doesn't look when somebody gets over naturally, so he's got to change them. It's irritating. It really is irritating. Very. Um, Retribution showed up with against Dominic and Ray. Good on you for picking a fight with an old man and his son who got his second match in. Do you guys want a cookie? Uh, the, this Retribution shit's got to come to a head soon. It's getting old. It has to. I, I get they're trying to do long time or long time built storylines, but it's not the nineteen eighties. They can't do it like they used to. No, long term nowadays is like three weeks. Give or take. Yeah, I can see that. It's like it, they should have already been revealed by now. There should have been a match involving a couple of them at SummerSlam. This shit should have came to a head already. Oh, yeah, but the fact that they're dragging this out longer than an old fucking, um, it, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, God, I am losing my shit just thinking about it. I'm also losing my shit thinking that we have to review SummerSlam now. <laughs> yeah. Because I really don't. Don't worry, want... it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be easy. Yeah, thumbs down, obviously. Um. Yeah, pretty much. So, before we go into the review of SummerSlam, uh, we will have an ad, ad read. Um, I just want to make a quick uh, scheduling notice. Next week on the podcast, the main event segment will be me and Steve on one side of an argument against a fellow fan named Jimmy Falco or Falco or whatever the hell his last name is. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry, sir. But we will be talking about the Undertaker's loss at WrestleMania 30, how it affected the business, um, if it should have happened, if it could have happened, who would have, what should have been against or if it was the right person, blah, 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 blah. We'll have a healthy debate, no name-calling, no bullshit. It's just going to be three fans talking about how, you know, if the takers, things should have happened. Uh, also, September 27th, I'm springing this on you now, Steve. I will be, because it's going to be our 25th episode, I want to do a little bit of a celebration and do something different. We will not be doing news or review or predictions or anything. It will be a special quiz edition of the kayfabe report oh nice um if you are listening to the podcast please dm me on facebook or dm me at or email me at cody wilson 825 at gmail.com w-i-l-s-o-n-c-o-d-y 825 at gmail.com 
Uh, give me your name, uh, age. Uh, you must be over 18 years to compete because we are an explicit show, and I don't want any youngsters on here swearing. Um, it will be short. We might go an hour. I'm not sure yet. Um, I would like to have everybody. I would like to have four con- or contestants, including Steve, or not including Steve. I'm sorry. So it would be five, including Steve. I would like to know. Uh, I'd like to get everybody involved by the week before. So that would be September 27th. So I want everybody uh, registered by September 20th, the episode number 24. Uh, so please email me at CodyWilson825 at gmail.com or DM me on Facebook at Cody Wilson. Um, I will also be putting up the group page on Facebook. I will also be putting up the group page on Discord. And I just want to know what everybody's thoughts are. I will be asking around real quick in the first couple of weeks to see if anybody wants to do it. If they do, I will take your applications considering or in consideration in the next celebration episode, which would be episode 50. Or if it goes well, we might do it every other week. I'm not sure. But until then, here is an ad read from Anchor.fm. Thank you for coming back to the podcast and listening to the podcast for the main event segment. Uh, It is the review of SummerSlam 2020. What a shit show in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Holy God. I basically described it earlier. It's a bunch of quick matches followed by something that should have won as long. And then friggin' fairly odd parent song come to life with shiny teeth in me. Hey, don't knock that goddamn song. It's a good song. Oh, it is. I'm just saying it came to life. That's in my top ten playlist, okay? I don't want to hear that shit. I love that song. It's a good... And it it was by one of the least members of NSYNC. Yeah, I know, which is kind of odd. But anyway. Um, SummerSlam, we open up with Bailey versus Asuka. Uh, I already hated I hated the finish. Most I didn't mind that Asuka lost. I hated how it happened with another freaking roll-up again. Yeah, but the thing was is that the spot that led to the roll-up was Sasha taking one for the team and Bailey got the roll-up and, you know, it's set up for later in the night. But what I have here is I don't I only have a few notes. The DDT off the steps. Yeah, that was nice. Uh when Bailey uh no neck choked Asuka off the top rope, that was good. Um I noted that the Bailey the Belly is now a signature move. It's not a finisher. It's a signature move. Yeah. And it's kind of upsetting because that was one of the most protected women's finishers in the company until she became heel, which doesn't make any sense because that move should be heel or face no matter what. Yeah, because her new one kind of sucks. Um, She was working on a body part. She was going after Asuka's knees the entire time, which was good. Um, apparently the code breaker is now just double knees to the face. Um, 
don't I don't understand that you guys made the code breaker move. You guys can call it the code breaker. Just call it the fucking code breaker. Who knows? It's WWE. Too much interference by Sasha, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Way too much interference. I thought she should have been ejected at least halfway through the match. Um, like you said, the finish was interesting. That's for Frederick going down the line. Ugh. Next match, Street Profits versus Garza and Andrade. That was kind of a bleh match for me, honestly. This match sucked, in my opinion. It it really, well, it, it, there was a whole lot wrong with this match. It was stale. Um. Only thing good about that match was... Selena Vega's somber inspired outfit from Overwatch. Other than that, right. I forgot about the whole match. <sighs> so there was a good hope spot. I will say that. There was a good hope spot in the middle of the match. Um, Andre and Garza screwed themselves. Ford took a lot of the punishment which was and that frog splash and he, he, here's another small rant i'm i'm going to my old man phase i think late in my or early in my life uh, i'm 28 years old i just had a birthday on tuesday um and i think i'm like talking like a 60 year old man who thinks he knows everything about wrestling which i don't but it's just the way that i view it that frog splash did not need to happen Oh, there's that in a lot of matches nowadays where shit that that happens doesn't need to happen, and that's at any level of wrestling. Guys at the independent circuit on up try to hit these spots or force them to happen, and when you force it to happen, it looks so unnatural, it's off-putting. Right, and by not that... The frog splash could have happened. I'm fine with a frog splash being a move. I'm not fine with somebody doing a 180 turn in the middle of it where you could seriously fuck someone up if you land wrong or don't get the full rotation in. You could seriously hurt someone. Just do a fucking high frog splash and leave it at that. There is no need for you to... There's just an example. The sake of John Morrison... Say it again, Steve. Oh, sorry. Just think of John, an example with John Morrison with the starship pain. There's a couple times since he's come back where it looks like his knee dropped right on their skull. Yeah. Eventually, it, I mean, he's not a spring chicken like he used to be. Yeah, he can do that shit still, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Less is more, in my opinion. In in my opinion, less is more. That's why Taker is one of the all-time greats. Um, Selena Vega taking a good bump off the apron. Screws Andrade and Garza in the end. And I think that's going to start causing the split, even though that's been happening for months now. It is what it is. Yeah. The match everybody was looking forward to see was Sonya versus Mandy. Which went from hair versus hair to loser leaves WWE. Nobody takes this match seriously because we all know that Sonya had an incident at her home two weeks ago 
poor thing, you know, right. should have gone through it. That's why they didn't want to do the hair versus hair because she was planning to even lose that. And they didn't want her being bald going through the whole court proceedings. Her lawyer did it, yeah. Yeah. And who who would have thought that Vince McMahon would be screwed over by a lawyer? Um, uh, yeah, not everybody. First thing I noted, Mandy Rose versus the table. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally should not <laughs> have taken that poor woman. That, that poor woman. girl versus a table setup was so funny than it needed to be. I'm surprised that I haven't seen any memes from that spot. Um, Sonya showing off her submission skills very well. Um, the weapon shots, the table spots, or lack thereof. Um, the 17 knee strikes to the face to put down Sonya Deville. Why? Just why? I, I just brain aneurysm. Pretty much, and I got one just watching it. Um, that's all I can say about this match. It was okay. Highlight of it was Son or Mandy Rose versus the table, which again, poor thing, can't get the fucking table up. Next match: <laughs> Dominic Mysterio in his WWE debut versus Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, I, I got to start this one off. I started liking the match for the first 10 minutes. Let me re- let me preference at the first 10 minutes. After about, after about the 15-minute mark, I'm like, okay, boys, take it home. At the 20-minute mark, I'm thinking, what the fuck? About, and about just when it ended at the 25-minute mark, I think it was like 22 minutes, I'm going, Why? So they did a good job of making Dominic look capable and comparable of doing things. Oh, yeah, they did that amazingly well. But th- that match, they could have done all that in 15 minutes. Um, I personally thought that that was his grandmother, not his mother. No, I, I do remember Angie from back in the day. I do, too, but she looks fucking old. Yeah... And by old, I mean old. I do like how they had that spot with Angie towards the end, but... That was I'll... stupid. I didn't it, like it. it. That it, That's it, too much drama. But it's like they could have cut... Ten... They definitely yeah. could have cut that fucking out. That, there cut... was ten minutes wasted. There was at least ten minutes of bullshit in that match. The people I were watching it with were going, is this still fucking on? It was horrible. All I have on here is the awesome tribute attired to Halloween Havoc 97 by Seth Rollins. Um, And then I was, and then I seen Dominic's gear. I'm like, oh, he got his gear from Wish via Ali. Mm-hmm. And that stupid hood. That should have, that should have been a detachable hood. That, again, agreed, but that was stupid. Um, he show Dominic really did show that he belongs in the WWE. I will oh, yeah, say that. That, that, yeah, that 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 was a given. But I have gonna... no issue with Dominic being a part of the roster. I have no issue with Dominic being part of the wrestling business. And in whole, uh, some second to third generation superstars 
should not be wrestling, a.k.a. David Benoit. Oh, yeah, with the whole wants to take his daddy's name and still got the trunks. Yeah. Something wrong there. Um, right, but still, this whole match could have been told in 15 minutes versus ten. almost a half an hour. Ten. Easily. Ten, yes, I'll give I'll give it 15 maximum. Yeah. It, it should not have gone almost 25 to half an hour. Oh, but agreed. Then, uh, <sighs> plus side, Seth Rollins showing his bastard side. That was nice. We all knew that existed. And then the finish was okay, I guess. It, it told the story of Ray couldn't help his son, got the stomp, got the loss. It made sense. It just took too fucking long. It was more well, drawn out than it needed to be. That, unfortunately, was the story of that match, though, that things got drawn out, and that kind of took away from the match. Oh, big time. Uh, next match was the second of two women's championship matches of the night. Banks versus Asuka. First thing I already hated was the fact that Asuka got dressed back up and did her whole entrance again for no reason. She should have came out injured. Right. You know, made it look like she was not going to win and then pull the victory out of her ass like she did. Right. Um, That's that's what I totally agree with also. It's like, why? Because we already know it's a Sasha Banks single women's title defense. We all know how it's going to happen anyway. Horrible powerbomb to the floor. That was nasty. I did not like it. I thought that was pretty bad. Um, The stiff shot to Asuka in the corner. That was bad. That there did not were, look good at all. There were a lot of bad moments throughout that. Mostly, I hate, mostly on Sasha's part, honestly. You'd think Asuka would be the one that's Screwing up because she just had a match not even an hour beforehand. Right. Yeah, I can't speak to English. (laughs) Uh, Sasha Banks there was. Yeah, Sasha didn't. I like Sasha and I like her work. I like Bailey's work. I like Oscar's work. It's just somehow those three did not mesh at all. It didn't look like they meshed too well. It was to me that match was made just so they could cover up their fuck up with the whole thing when Asuka lost the women's title and then with Kyrie then her rematch with Sasha on Raw and now they're kinda just did this to, you know, basically like a cat scraping after just going to the bathroom in the kitty litter. Pretty much. Um, this really showed that Asuka loves her jumping DDTs off of stuff. Uh, that jump. Being DDT out of the corner, I really thought Banks was knocked out. I thought she got fucking knocked the wind out of her knocked out. Something. <clears throat> Oscar wins by doing the same spot as before, but Bailey doesn't take a hit for the team. Uh, she gets knocked down, and then Sasha gets knocked down for the pin. One, two, three. Oscar wins and is your new Raw Women's Champion. Now continues the streak of Sasha Banks not being able to defend a championship one time after winning it. This marks number four, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. Um, She's a four or five-time women's champion. 
But yeah, one of these days it's going to yeah. be a surprise, and we're all going to lose our mind. Oh yeah, it's going. Then watch, she'll have like one of the longest reigning fucking championship reigns ever. Fifteen um, years. I doubt that. Yeah, screw that. Um, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Next match for the WWE Championship. This match it lived up to the hype a little bit, in my opinion. It was, it was exactly what I figured it was going to be. A slow, methodical match between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't like it. A little bit. Uh, the whole thing where they both couldn't hit their finishers, and then Drew just comes out of nowhere with a backslide win. Okay, yeah. outsmarted Orton. I'll give him that, but that's about it. But a backslide win. Yep. Uh, there goes another tumor. Yeah, I I'm starting to feel one in the back of my head as well. Um, I don't know your opinion on the match. Eh, it was just two big sweaty guys with fence loves going after each other. To s- seemed like stiff shots for days, like that freaking headbutt McIntyre did, and right. at least Randy Orton, which didn't wasn't ble- bad either. Right, but at least Randy Orton didn't bleed as much as he did a few SummerSlams ago, so there's a plus. Right. But it, I like that. SummerSlam the whole night, especially after that long ass match at Rollins and Dominic, it that match just killed me for the rest of the night. I was so hmm. bored out of my skull. I still watched it, but yeah, it was bad. It's what I figured it was going to be, though. Hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it's weird. Um... I don't I don't know what to say about this match. It was just a weird match for me, the fact that the way they did it and everything. Yeah, and the fact that I mean I'm glad McIntyre won and all. But everybody under their son, including some grandmothers, thought that Orton was gonna win because they're trying to set up for one more Edge Orton fight. They still got time to put the belt on Orton before Edge comes back. But I was shocked, actually, that McIntyre. Yeah. Um, it is what it was. And then the Falls Count Anywhere Universal Championship title match. Yeah. Another weird match that took too fucking long. Yeah, that seemed to have been the theme of the night as, like, the night went on. Yeah, I feel like that the matches themselves have been... Bland. Yeah. It's It's, weird. They're interesting on concept, but then you watch them and it's like... Eh. 
what the hell? Okay. Um, yeah, it, it sucked for a whole bunch of different reasons. They went to the gorilla position. Nobody was there, so you couldn't see anybody, which was stupid. Um, everything came back to the ring. Braun Strowman decides to get a box cutter, and instead of cutting the Fiend's throat and letting him bleed out, like he should have, you have... Him do the ring crew's job instead. Yeah, he does the ring crew's job and cuts the foam and cuts the ring mat and exposes the boards and then takes two... Sister Abigail's to the boards and loses the match, and you have Braun Strowman right, and Bray then, Wyatt become the new. You know, Universal Roman champion. comes back, so it's basically just saying what everybody thought this whole time that Strowman was just a placeholder because Roman didn't work. Me. Right, and now you have this whole dynamic where Reigns comes back. And like I said, when he first came back, I'm thinking, okay, the badass babyface wants his belt back. Never lost it. And it is, it's weird. And then, like we said, Friday, he comes and becomes partners with uh, Paul Heyman. Before we end the night... Um, I will be finishing off the payback results just to get our, you know, uh, take on it real quick. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio won their match. Uh, no shocker there. Um, at the end, though, it looks like a furious Seth Rollins looked on from the stage staring down at Murphy, who looks on from ringside, and it will be Rey versus Rollins on Raw tomorrow night. Uh, and he turns his back and heads to the locker room if Murphy watches as the Mysterios dominate or celebrate in the ring. Um, then we have a no holds barred triple threat universal title match between Rain Strowman and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman and the Fiend come out. There's no sign of Reigns or Heyman. Okay. For a while in the match. Um, Strowman and... He superplexes Strowman off the top rope. Ring implodes. Ropes break. Most of the ring collapses. The referee is sent to the floor. Bean and Strowman are down as the music hits. And out comes Roman and Paul Heyman. Reigns has a steel chair in hand. Heyman hands him the PayPal contract, and Reigns signs it. Apparently, he never signed it on SmackDown. Which I could have swore he did, but okay. Right. Uh, Reigns goes for the pin on The Fiend, but there's no referee. New referee runs down. Reigns yells at him to get his ass in here. Uh, Fiend kicks out. Reigns tries again. Tries to pin Strowman. No luck. Reigns brings the chair back into the ring. Strowman gets up. Reigns unloads on him on with chair shots. Covers Strowman, but he kicks out just in time. Can't believe it. Reigns looks up at Heyman, then back at the Fiend. Fiend jumps up and hits Reigns with the mandible claw. Reigns blocks it with a low blow. Reigns falls out of the ring as the ropes are broken. 
Reigns clutches his mouth for the from the mandible claw, comes back in, stumbles as Strowman stumbles to his feet, puts him down with a spear, and covers Strowman to win the Universal Championship. What a fucking surprise! <laughs> so, most of the match happens is just Strowman and Fiend as Reigns comes out with the fucking contract in hand, then signs it as they're like killing each other. But but still, what a freaking surprise. That just made The Fiend look like shit. That just made Braun Strowman even look like more shit. Well, okay. Fiend is okay in in theory because he never got pinned for it. He lost it because Strowman sucked. But still, I... I, uh, I get how it had to be done for Fiend to win at SummerSlam. But just to have him lose it a week, you know what like I mean? That, yeah, it it is what it is. I I can't be mad. I guess it. Oh, I bet you a lot of people are though. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm just not gonna lie. This is not our best episode. <laughs> no, there was uh, really the pay per view was boring. There really wasn't much to talk about. I mean, what can we really do when the pay-per-view this was? Oh, yeah, the pay-per-view sucked. I hated it. Um, It was one of the worst Summer Slams, I'll say, in my opinion. Oh, easily, easily. Looking back on it now, giving us a week to breathe and, like, looking over everything, this sucked. Without a yeah. doubt, this sucked. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, if you want to come onto the show, and give us your thoughts and opinions on things so we can talk about it and have debates and whatever. Please email me at CodyWilson825 at gmail.com. I will take all requests and answer you back as fast as I can. Um, also, I will be putting the link of the Facebook group page in the bio of the podcast from now on so we get more uh, group members. I will also be putting up the Discord chat up for joinable joinability. And September 27th, we will be having the quiz for the celebration of the 25th episode, which I think will be awesome. Uh, next week, we will be talking about The Undertaker's loss at WrestleMania 30 with Jimmy Falco. Uh, the week after that, uh, I'm going to try to get some more guests. We'll try to figure out more topics. Uh, if you guys join the group page, I'll put up polls, see what everybody wants to talk about. Until then... We're going to do one game of F. Mary Kell, and it will be the triple threat match. Reigns, Strowman, Fiend. Who do you have and why, Steve? Kill Roman. Um, wow. Guy comes back from cancer. You want to kick his ass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't care. Little, little Timmy's going down. Um. <laughs> Fuck, fuck Braun Strowman. I'm okay with that. Marry the Fiend because, honestly, I'm going to chuckle every time he says, let me in. <laughs> there you go. Let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in. Right. <laughs> oh, so. boy. Yeah, sorry that this week was not a good podcast, guys. We, we kind of got bummed out on both SummerSlam and, and, well, I got bummed out at NXT. 
Um, we, we basically it, can only cover it if it's uh, we cover it no matter what. But I mean, sometimes the product is bleh. yeah. Sometimes the product just sucks so bad you get sucked by it. Um, <laughs> with that, I'm Cody Wilson. That's Steve. Uh, you guys have a good week, good night, good day, whenever you listen to the podcast. Um, just want to let you guys know and thank you for all the listens and all the downloads. Uh, this week was, uh, last week was our most downloaded episode at 19 downloads in a week. Uh, thank you very much for all the support and all the listens. Um, you guys are a great fan base and we hope to continue and grow. Please share, please, uh, Share with all your friends, your family, anybody who likes wrestling. Um, we are we are just two fans who give our opinions, and that's that's all that's all we can do. Honestly, that that is what it is. Yep, um, that's what it boils down to in the end. Uh, again, I never thought I'd even see that number. <laughs> to be honest, especially at week twenty-one. Um. But I appreciate it. I thank you. And it means a lot. I hope you guys have fun listening to the podcast. I hope you guys are all safe. And, you know, let's try to make wrestling fun again. That's all we try to do. Uh, We'll see you guys later.